Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined, as always, by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. Today, we are finally doing the AFC East preview. I know Much Andy's to been Andy's dodging. dismay, yep. Yeah. It's what been are you guys talking about? I, I love the Jets. Yeah, you love the Jets. Everyone loves the Jets, right? Uh, we're <coughs> no. going to go over the four teams in the AFC East. Uh, we're going to talk about their upcoming season predictions, uh, key off-season moves that they made. And just predictions for the for the season for the Jets, Dolphins, Bills, and Patriots. So we will start from the bottom up, the team that did the worst last year. That was the Miami Dolphins. To no um, one's surprise. Yeah, but they had an interesting offseason. So Ishis, let's talk about it. Right. So the Miami Dolphins are currently still in their rebuild mode. Um, and just recently in the NFL draft, they had three first-round draft picks which uh, gave them a lot of potential for the future. Most important of those draft picks was Tua Tungvaloa from the University of Alabama. Good (laughs) pronunciation. That was was on point, dude. From the University of Alabama. Uh, This guy was basically, everyone had put their hopes into this one player, so he's basically what this entire franchise is relying on for the future. Uh, The main uh, issue with him is that he did dislocate his hip during the season, so it's definitely something that they need to monitor and make sure that they don't put him into really and risk injury. Um, other than that, they've made solid strides in putting pieces around Tua so that he can at least succeed if he ends up going on the field. They added running back Jordan Howard um, from the Eagles, running back Matt Breida from the Niners. You would know it, Rohit. Yes. <laughs> um, Most and... important piece on the Niners' uh, offense. <laughs> offense yeah. According to Ishis, apparently, somehow. <laughs> okay. Um, Right, and they definitely have solid wide receivers with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Uh, Although Preston Williams is, is opting out, isn't he? He is? No, I don't think so. I think he was at training camp. Uh, Let's take a look at that. I, uh, I don't see I don't see anywhere. Okay, not yeah. Preston Williams. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think of Albert Wilson. Never mind. I think okay. someone else. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Um, He's 6'5". Terms- wow. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, these guys are both pretty versatile wide receivers that can make. Wait, plays. who's six five? Preston Williams. Really? Yeah. I I didn't. I actually did not know that. Um, they've definitely made improvements to the defense with um, expatriates Calvin Noy, as well as uh, signing Byron Jones, a cornerback from the Cowboys. Uh, I personally think they have the best cornerback deal in the league with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Uh, and at least the highest really paid. at least the highest paid. I don't, highest paid. Best. I don't know about best, but we'll okay. See. I think Byron Jones is pretty like he's overrated, but yeah, yeah. in terms of salary, I mean, how good was Xavier Howard? I know he's no, Xavier Howard was really good. He was really Xavier good last Howard. year. Like at least what I, what I watched from him play, he can definitely shut down. So what do you what do you think about him that uh, that duo and like Jimmy Smith and I guess Marcus Peters or, or maybe Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey. Yeah. Or Marlon Humphrey on the radio. Or JC um, Jackson. Or we'll just talk about him later. I was about to say he's just Yeah. Jackson. There's some beef there. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, I think this team definitely uh is built for the future, not current right now. So in terms of a record, I think a successful record would be six and ten or seven and nine, and not having a sh- uh like a Tua injury would pretty much be success for them next year. Yeah, I think it's important to temper the expectations. I mean, you don't need to go to the playoffs right now. I did notice that they, they invested in the offensive line with their first-round draft pick, which is a always a good move. So um, yep. if they can keep Tua healthy, 
I think, uh, put some weapons around him. They got a, an ex-Patriots coach in Brian Flores who had the team uh, fighting hard at the end of the season. So that's always a good sign. So I think, yeah, they're definitely built for the future. Yeah, I think they had a, like a super successful tank last year. Yeah, 100%. Um, they like lost a bunch of games, but they won towards the end. So it felt like morale on the team wouldn't be like disastrous. Um, they were able to shift off like uh, the whole Laramie Tunsil deal. Um, and like, wow, that's probably a pretty important piece to have Laramie Tunsil. Like we talked about the importance of the left tackle position. Um, Tua is a left-hander, isn't he? He is a left-hander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that was some galaxy brain play. That galaxy they just got brain. rid of the left tackle because <laughs> Tua is left-handed. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, they, they if tanked if about if his role. That's actually what they planned. That's just, that's yeah, like that they, drafted, they, drafted, they drafted a right tackle with their 18th overall pick. Wow. <laughs> they caught light years ahead. Yeah, wow. Austin Jackson from USC. That's that hilarious. would be insane. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I remember down the stretch, like, um, I, I remember Devontae Parker was putting up pretty big numbers, and they actually helped the Chiefs uh, jump up to the second seed, uh, defeating the Patriots on the very last day of, uh, yeah. I think, Week 17. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, uh, so probably I feel like Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick is still on the team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he'll he's probably, probably start, their starter for a while. Yeah, yeah he'll probably start the first couple games just to get like Tua into the flow. Uh, we kind of mentioned on this podcast before, it's probably not the best idea to just throw a rookie quarterback right into the mix. Um, so, yeah, look for him to... I wouldn't be surprised if Tua is the, one of the later starting first-round draft picks uh, ahead of maybe Jordan Love. I would I would have Joe Burrow starting, then um, who's the who's the guy on the Chargers Herbert. again? Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. I would have Justin Herbert starting and then finally Tua. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see them rushing Tua at all. Second half of the season is my prediction. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um the organization recognizes that and like they have an important guy in Tua and if they if they throw him into the fire and if he gets hurt then like again cuz he's had a pretty injury prone college career. Correct. Um you got to got to preserve him and protect him. Do you guys think Tua can be um like a pro bowl type quarterback that can like lead this team to I mean, before he got hurt, he was the Heisman favorite. He was leading that Alabama offense to heights it's never seen before, even in its uh, illustrious career. So uh, he was, he was. Yeah, he was the man. He was the man, right? So I would expect Pro Bowl eventually. Yeah, that's that's the that's the goal. And the the Dolphins are lucky they got him at the five. And certainly, that's kind of what the Dolphins want. Uh, drafting him. Uh, you said the fifth pick, I think. Yeah, five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you if you draft a, anyone at the fifth pick, you're definitely expecting it to be Pro Bowl caliber type player. Like Mitch Trubisky panned out with oh, the second oh, overall. And he oh, became, right. He, was, he, he, was a, he, he was a Pro Bowl player. Well, he player. was a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. shout out to I mean, Lil Mac for the, that. Yeah, I mean, the division <laughs> is as wide open as it's ever been now. So, the future of the AFC East is going to be like, it's going to be interesting. If Tua can develop well, then I think the Dolphins can be like real contenders in this division now that Brady's gone. Yeah, the only thing I really have against him is that he he's having like the biggest change out of like any rookie quarterbacks in terms of the talent around him. Like going from Alabama to Miami is definitely a big change, so it's gonna take some time for him to get adjusted, for sure. I think that's a fair point. Oh, is, um, you say that because what Alabama receivers are so good? I mean, Alabama's yeah. entire team is so good relative to the competition, whereas the Miami team is not so as good relative to their competition. 
Right. Uh, right. So maybe yeah. his wide receivers or his offensive line wouldn't be as solid or his defense won't be generating as many turnovers. Although with the highest base uh, cornerback duo, you would hope they do. But um, I still think they have defensive deficiencies on their defensive line and linebacking core. Uh, so that needs to be addressed over the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, Brian Flores was the defensive coordinator for the Pats. So defensive minded head coach. Um probably trying to follow the same kind of mindset as, as Belichick, who's also defensive-minded. Uh, I think the team, obviously, like you just said, it's like not they're not expecting to just perform hella well this year. But in the future, I think they can put up some, some shocking numbers, I think. Yep. Might be, might be it on the Dolphins, then? Anyone else got any last tidbits? Uh, I like their throwback uniforms. I'll say that. Yeah, I really like the throwbacks. Like they got the the helmets, like the classic helmets, and that color is just really nice. Oh, the teal. Yeah, the teal. Hey, yeah, Memphis teal, huh? <laughs> Memphis teal. Yeah. All right, that is all we got on the Dolphins. Let's move on up to the third seed in the AFC East. Like I don't, I'm honestly like, I feel like the, they should have been the last seed. They were clearly the worst team in this division. Yeah, but the the Jets. Uh, the Dolphins just did a great tanking job. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the Jets were pretty bad. They somehow finished the season at I think it seven was and nine. Seven, seven and, and nine, nine, right? They just yep. rode the crap out of their defense, led by uh, <laughs> franchise <departed>. cornerstone. No, franchise <laughs> cornerstone Jamal Adams. But we'll let Andy talk about that. Go ahead, yeah, Andy. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, so uh, the offense was definitely the low light of the Jets last year. Uh, Darnold was very inconsistent. He had some good games. Uh, I think he played a really good game against my Raiders, uh, and then some some days he just disappeared. Uh, he had the infamous, I'm seeing ghosts against the Patriots, which is to be expected, a, a second-year quarterback playing such a great defense in the Patriots. Uh, but yeah, like he he's it's notable uh it's actually so it's worth noting that he has probably one of the worst supporting casts of any recent first round quarterback uh and throughout college like his his scouting report has always been like he's great in short and intermediate passes but he's been really bad at throwing it deep and it's been a similar story in the nfl so i think the Jets' success depends on how darnold can improve um normally we see like the quarterbacks uh, take a huge leap in the second or third year so this is definitely a pivotal year for Darnold and we'll have to see if he makes the most of his opportunities but you know the Jets haven't really helped him much to like get him a good supporting cast um they still have really bad receivers uh Robbie Who is Anderson, their one yeah Jameson <laughs> yeah, Robbie's their one so, so now they actually uh signed my favorite receiver Brashad Perriman oh my god he's gonna destroy <laughs> Oh, Chris Hogan, too. Chris Hogan. Yeah, they got Chris oh, Hogan. Yes, they did recently sign Chris Hogan. But, I mean, honestly, Chris Hogan didn't, hasn't made much of an impact on the Patriots the last two years. He, was, he, see... he wasn't even on the Pats last year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been out of the league for a year. So. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think Darnold's going to do anything with Chris Hogan. They Jason got, Crowder, they got Brett Crowder. Coleman's uh, favorite receiver, though, Denzel Mims. Yeah, Denzel Mims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's probably going to be doing a little bit more vertical work. He has a very limited route tree. So uh, at best, a jump ball or stretch the field kind of player. Um, so yeah, they, they don't really have many offenses on, or many weapons on offense. 
and like O-line uh, still continuing to be a struggle. And they they brought in uh, Mekki Becton. I think uh, th- this is their draft pick last year, who's primarily a run blocker at the left tackle position. So while it's good that they did invest in the left tackle position, like uh, they, they need a pass blocker for Sam Darnold. Um, he's going to be feeling like s- super jumpy inside the pocket because inevitably uh, linebackers and edge, edge rushers will get to him in like two or three seconds. Um, but speaking of the offensive line, um, so uh, we talked about in our one of our previous podcasts that patient running backs often need the most, uh, the best uh, offensive line. They're the most reliant on a good offensive line. And the, you know, the two examples we brought up there are both on the Jets right now, Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. Uh, Frank Gore being the most recent addition, they po- poached him from the Bills this season or this offseason. But, um, man, I, I don't know how this running attack is going to be good. Uh, the Jets' offensive line was, like, the third lowest, third worst at run blocking last year. Um, and we talked about how patient running backs need a good offensive line or else, like, um, they're just going to come through. Like, what are you waiting for? You're just only waiting for the defense to tackle. So uh, it's going to be a long climb uphill for the for any of the offensive threats on the – on the Jets. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell is still going to be a mismatch at wide receiver, but it, his impact Running is not back. going to be felt. Yeah. Or no, he's going to be a mismatch at, oh, wide, at receiver. wide receiver. Oh, at wide receiver. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he, still, he still has had that, um, has, has that going for him, but uh, his main strength, I believe, is at running back, and uh, he can't capitalize on that. Yeah. It's a um, shame. It's a shame that he went to the Jets. I mean, yeah. you, as a player in this league, you always have the choice between success and money. Yeah, and he, chose money. and he chose money. So, I mean, this is what you get. If you choose money, you go to the Jets, and then you go there and you waste away. Yeah, it's just uh, a shame as a fan. Yep. Uh, if you want some, some numbers on the Jets, actually, on how bad their offense was last year, I can't believe these numbers. 32, 32nd in the league on offense. 31st in rushing yards. But what is that in terms of like I think it's offensive offense? yards. No, yeah, I the total number of yards is yeah. yeah. Okay. Offense. Okay. Uh 31st in rushing yards, uh 31st in rushing touchdowns, uh 32nd in red zone uh touchdowns and 31st in red zone percentage. Um they were 26th in rushing in overall touchdowns as well. So uh they're like Pretty literally bad. at the bottom of There's everything. nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Yeah. Except they lost their only like their their defensive cornerstone who was yeah. keeping them in games. So yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you, you have anything to say? <laughs> you have anything to say on the defensive side, Andy? Um, there's a couple bright spots, but uh, honestly, I think the the defense is going to regress. Um, they still have Greg Williams. Uh, Greg Williams did a pretty good job last year. Uh, I think they were tenth in DVOA, which is essentially like a a metric on how every team compares to an average average team in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, we mentioned before the previous franchise cornerstone in Jamal Adams, the disgruntled Jamal Adams has been traded to the Seahawks. Uh, they brought, they did bring in Bradley McDougald. Uh, he's a starting caliber safety for sure. I think Greg Williams has liked what he's seen out of him. Uh, but I want to talk about another key cog in the defense last year who was CJ Mosley. Uh, and he's actually opting out because of COVID. So that is two key cogs of that somewhat relevant uh, Jets defense now gone. So uh, 
look for them to have a significant deprovement next year. Deprovement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, they did sign Lamar Jackson, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Left cor- they, there's a cornerback <laughs> named Lamar Jackson that was drafted to, by the Jets this year. Okay. The exact same spelling. It's <laughs> hilarious. And also your man, Ashton Davis. Yeah, I, I actually want to talk about him. Um, being, a, uh, being a student at Cal myself, uh, this, this guy was an enforcer on, on defense. Um, he came up with a bunch of game-sealing interceptions, big hits, on on the on the opposing team's best uh best wide receivers best offensive threats i i do really like this guy i think greg williams ha- has has taken the fun or has taken the liking to uh to ashton davis as well but um honestly probably the best position group for the jets is actually secondary um they have another good player uh, in marcus may uh, he's entering his contract year. He played pretty well for the Jets last year as well, ranking 14th among safeties, according to Pro Football Focus. So, uh, yeah, he's in his contract year, and normally players in their contract year tend to perform a little bit better. So I expect the secondary to be the main driving force behind the defense. They're, they're be- definitely their best position group all around. That's kind of a um, theme in the AFC East, actually. Really good secondaries. Secondary is like really good on almost all these teams. They almost all of them have like at least one really good guy on the secondary. The Jets would probably be the worst there, huh? Yeah. Now they are. Um, yeah. They probably. Lost ball, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then their defensive line isn't uh, too much better. Quinn Williams didn't. What do... happened to him? I, I, I remember I, hearing he was a slam dunk pick yeah, out of Alabama. Yeah. Like the Niners were looking at him, and then they eventually chose some guy named Nick Bosa, and then oh, yeah, I heard that guy's pretty good. And then what happened to Quinn Williams? I just heard he, he got he like, just got benched. Dude. He got benched as a number three overall. Yeah, Are you kidding me? I'm pretty sure. No, I mean he played. I think he was just terrible. Too. I remember he like he had a gun. Really he had a gun at the airport. That's all I knew him for. Yeah, like, yeah. But he, he got arrested. He got arrested <laughs> at Laguardia. Yeah. yeah. I just remember his like media clips where he sneezed and blessed himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that cannot be the production out of your. your no, I, I, I think he also got hurt last year. Um, right. He had like a high ankle sprain, apparently. Uh, okay. Maybe, so, I mean, maybe he'll be the new pivotal piece that they trade away for two first round draft picks in five years. Yeah, I mean, they need him to. They need like, him because they took him at number it, three. Yeah. The. Didn't they uh, pick Sam Darnold at number yeah, three? Like back to back, year back to back, two? number three years. Yeah, yeah, those two, those two, uh, Sam Darnold and Quinn Williams, they definitely need those two to step up, or else the Jets aren't, aren't doing it. But like, even even if they do, like the rest of the team isn't all that good. Like, I, I think a six and ten record is on their the horizon ceiling. for Their ceiling. <laughs> That's their ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have them as like the worst team in this division, probably the worst team in the league. Yeah. I, I would. I could totally yeah. see that, unless Sam Donald just shocks with Chris yeah. Hogan. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> James yeah, Crowder, I, man, I'm telling you. There's like no one for him to throw to. The Jets haven't done the greatest job, like giving him weapons. Uh, I I don't know uh, how what Mims is going to do. Um, Chris Herndon, but, tight end. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. shown flashes. He's good, that, but that he's, true, he's injured but, and he had. Uh, yeah. He was substance yeah, but, abuse or something, PEDs. Yeah, don't don't look for the don't rest your hopes in the Jets. Anyone listening to this, don't bet. Don't ever bet on don't the Jets. Jets. I yeah. think the unless, Jets unless just... unless they're playing the Raiders. Carry on. Um, <laughs> thirty-four to three was it? 
Uh, yeah, uh, that, that was last year. Like that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of the worst like management in terms of like not getting any help around Sam Donald, their like future, as well as signing a Le'Veon Bell, a guy who needs an offensive lineman for thirteen million dollars. Like, I feel like everyone knew that Levin wasn't going to really do well with the Jets anyway. I mean, that's, I feel like that's no, 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 also here. because it's Gase. Dude. We haven't even talked about Adam oh, Gase. Gase. No, no, yeah. no, wait, no. Pause, pause, pause. I just want to get this in. Uh, the, 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 the story of that offense is absolutely incredible. They had a GM over that offseason. That GM handed out big money contracts to CJ Mosley, Le'Veon Bell, and I think a bunch of other free agents. And then they fired that GM right after. So they let the GM build the team in his image. And yeah. they fired him, and they kept all the contracts. And now they have no GM. And now they also have a coach who has said publicly that he doesn't really want, he never wanted Le'Veon Bell. Because it was the GM's decision. Because it was the GM's decision. They let the GM make that decision, and it's they baffling. immediately fired him. It's baffling. Like, if you're going to fire just... the guy, wait, like, do it, like, three weeks earlier and have someone build the team. God, this yeah. is, it's, it's insane how stupid that decision is. <laughs> There's been no help in no terms help. of wide receivers, offensive linemen for Sam Donald. Uh, their drafts Absolutely have been kind no of help. their drafts have been terrible um, in the past, and I mean, I'm very worried about what their draft picks are going to be with this Jamal Adams trade. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think mean, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, because they did a good job, like getting a solid haul for Jamal Adams. Um, but it's potential haul. Yeah, but it's potential haul, and Jets' potential is like worth less than every other team's potential. <laughs> it feels maybe the Seahawks, their potential is also maybe, pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like just at, wherever Adam Gase goes, the offenses die. Uh, He's made a career out of that one year with Peyton Manning. With Peyton Manning, yeah. And so, what he he did it on the Dolphins. He's doing it here. Yeah, and I personally, I don't think Sam Donald's ever gonna become what he was drafted to be. I think he's not gonna do well with the Jets. I think, ever. I think yeah, maybe with, if you qualify that with the Jets, I I, the Jets. I I think we could see a Ryan Tannehill situation once he, he escapes Adam. Yeah, Gase. I I hope that. Uh, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How, can, how, how can you as a front office just look at Adam Gase and be like, you know, yeah, that's the guy I want to lead my team. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> man. That's that's no good. All right. Let's move on from the Jets, man. That's enough sad talk about the <laughs> team. <laughs> onto, the uh, playoff, onto the playoff team and the Buffalo yeah, playoff Bills. Teams. Let's go to the Bills. They were 10-6 and six last year. Very surprising. I would say surprising, but exciting team to watch. Um yeah, so you guys were just talking about a front office that has done absolutely nothing to put skill around their quarterback, their young quarterback drafted in the same year, also a top 10 pick. Uh, I got to admit, I wasn't a Josh Allen believer, but the front office apparently is, and they've taken every step to surround him with quality talent, uh, notably trading a first-round draft pick and some others for uh, bona fide wide receiver one, Stefan Diggs. I think this is a great match. I had him in my top 10 wide receivers, if you recall our wide receiver breakdown. Stephon Diggs is a deep threat and contested catch specialist, which is excellent for an inaccurate but strong-armed Josh Allen. Uh, He can just throw it, and Stephon Diggs will go get it for him. Um, It's about everything. He's like... It's a match made in heaven. Match made in heaven, and with the presence of Stephon Diggs, you can take John Brown to his more natural role as a wide receiver two speed threat, and Cole Beasley into that slot. So they have, like I think, extremely clearly defined wide receiver roles. And uh, their running back is a, a star in the making, at least if you listen to Ishis, which I don't recommend, <laughs> but he's still pretty good. Devin Singletary, I think, is a... I might have to agree with him on this point, actually. Yeah, I, I think he can be really good. Uh, additionally, they, have, they recently extended their 
good but not great yet left tackle in Dion Dawkins uh, at a pretty at a pretty wealthy deal. They have a really good center in Mitch Morse. Uh, and in general, this offensive line is definitely above average. So at, you can fault them for the Josh Allen pick. Maybe he was a little too raw to be taken in the top 10, but you cannot fault this front office for not putting talent around their, uh, their franchise quarterback. If Josh Allen does not succeed in the next couple of years, then you know that it's time to move on. If he can't succeed with this group of people, uh, then, then he's not it for the Bills. I, I think that's that's pretty clear from the job the front office has done. Yeah, definitely. I think the uh, I, I I think even last year we started to see Josh Allen improve a lot. Um, yeah, he, that was he, before he, they got digs, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he could definitely be making a a, a leap. Uh, yeah, it, I, I I think he's going to make a pretty large leap this year. Yeah. Um. Additionally, it's not even just on him to to carry the team. They have one of the league's best defenses, definitely one of the best secondaries, I think, in the league, with a true lockdown corner in Trey White, a really really nice safety duo in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. A uh, pretty decent linebacker rotation. If you guys remember, Tremaine Edmonds was like a top yes. ten yeah. pick, I think. This is all um, over the field. All over the field. Uh, and also their first round pick last year was Ed Oliver. Uh, a, a defensive tackle. So they've, they've got talent on all three levels of the defense, uh, depth everywhere, and this team has cap space to burn. They have not many contracts, so if they, they can be a definite player in free agency if they find the right guy. Uh, they have no worries about paying Stefan Diggs and his diva self when he eventually requests an extension. They'll be like, <laughs> okay, Stefan, you, you've earned it, and they'll give him plenty of money because they're literally not paying anyone too much. They still have Josh Allen on the rookie contract. So this is a, a, a solid team uh, up and down the depth chart. I'm excited for them. I think they will win this division um, pretty handily, uh, unless the, the Patriots and mm. Cam Newton do something crazy. Pretty but I think, handily. I think they will win this division. Um, at least 11 wins is my prediction, uh, especially with the benefit of being able to play the Jets and the Dolphins twice a year. So that's always good. Um, yeah, that, that, that'll be it for me if you guys have... Um, one one like under the radar free agent signing I think they had was Josh Norman on a one year six million dollar contract, which is high, definitely yeah it's pretty upside. cheap. As well as the fact that he's back with his defensive coordinator from Carolina, so Sean he, McDermott, yeah, yeah, he might be back to not where he was in Carolina, but at least step up. As well as not have to face against wide receiver ones because of Tre'Davious White being oh, in that, that position. True. So I think yeah. he's in a position. I think a really important part is when you compare it to someone like Sam Donald. They never, they obviously put so many pieces around Josh Allen so that he can su- succeed, but they also never made him do something that they knew what his potential was and they never made him do something exactly. that they, they knew what they picked. They knew that they were getting a raw quarterback with plenty of athletic tools. So they surrounded him with the talent that would maximize that. It's smart. Right. But, and I never, like, you never see Josh Allen, like, in a pressure situation having to make, like, throws that are just something that he can't, like, he's not comfortable doing. Whereas Sam Donald's getting, like, Russia's coming from all over the place and he's having to like chuck up balls to like that go straight think, to cornerbacks. I think Josh Allen also has it helps because he's way more mobile than Darnold is. Uh he can escape the pressure a lot better. But yeah, I see your point though. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean Darnold is or not Darnold. Uh Josh Allen is a scrapper, dude. Uh like on fourth and one situations, like this guy has probably one of the best best conversion rates of of like 
of any quarterback. I remember last I year. saw his sneak against the Cowboys where he fumbled the yeah. ball and then he picked it he up. He fumbled used, the ball, yeah. picked it up, and made a second effort and got like three yards out of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like it's happened consistently. Like he gets stopped at the pile and then just finds a way to keep chugging and just goes for it. I think that speaks volumes to like the the competitor that he is. And, and he's that's definitely great. a dual threat quarterback. Uh, he can yeah. he can run. He's fast. He's an athlete. I think he tied Lamar for uh, rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Which is I uh, would not be surprised. Yeah. Which is great for I think his he fantasy actually, potential. He might yeah. he might have beat him. Are you I think he beat him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, fantasy, I would be all thumbs up on Josh Allen. You got rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, uh, a bona fide wide receiver oh. one. Uh, so yeah, he's 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 a he's a good pick in the late rounds. Yeah, he he beat he beat Lamar last year. He had nine rushing touchdowns, and Lamar had seven. Yeah. Not bad for a quarterback. Not bad for a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won this division. I don't think it'll be handy, like you say, but I mean I at least handily because the two of the teams are gonna be at the bottom. I have the Jets with like five or less wins and yeah, then there's only there's only really Miami two with teams seven or less wins. Yeah. And I have no idea how the Patriots are gonna be, but I think the yeah. Bills are a better team overall. I mean the only true edge or a couple edges I see is Belichick. And uh, and maybe Newton versus Josh Allen, maybe. We'll yes, see. Secondary wise, I still think the Pats secondary. Is how about how about how about let's break down let's, the, let's, the Pats? Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, 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 talk let's take a deep Pats. dive. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. So the Patriots, always a great team. My Pats, they went twelve and four last year, in Tom Brady's last season as a Patriot. Very sad, sad. Moment of silence. Yeah, it's a tragic, tragic happening, but it it had to happen. And now the Pats have Cam Newton instead. So I think that's probably one of the biggest moves, I'd say, in recent memory in terms of like a team losing the GOAT and then just going around and signing a former MVP and a Super Bowl quarterback in Cam Newton. Uh, but the Pats lost so much this year, man, this offseason. They... Ended up, uh, we already talked about Kyle Van Noy, uh, Isha said, on the Dolphins. Uh, that's only like one of their linebackers. They also lost um, Elandon Roberts, who is also on the Dolphins, who was a run stopper, huge part of that defense. They lost Danny Shelton, who is a huge, just a huge guy, like just an absolute unit in the defensive line. He's on the Lions now. They also lost Jamie Collins, who is another linebacker. He signed with the Lions. Jamie Collins was another uh, pass uh, kind of pass coverage, but really big uh, in the middle of the field linebacker. And they, oh, one more, one more. Dante, name. Dante, Dante. Yes, Dante Hightower, who is opting out of the season because of COVID. So that is their entire linebacking core, which was just monstrous last year. It was the reason that Darnold was seeing ghosts. Uh, they lost all of them pretty much. Uh, the secondary is still very good. They have the defensive player of the year in Stefan Gilmore, the best cornerback in the league. Uh, my opinion is they have the best duo as well because JC Jackson is criminally underrated. I think because he plays with Gilmore, people don't see it, but he's a really good cornerback uh, and he's also there still. Uh, they still have the McCordys. So, I mean, they have they have depth in the secondary still. Do they still they have don't... Patrick Chung? Patrick I heard, Chung, I think, I heard something about him. Yeah, he opted out. He opted yeah, out. Patrick Chung opted out. So I think one thing about the Pats have the most people opt out for the season. And like part of that might be because of the success that this team has had. A lot of these guys that opted out were already um, 
they'd already like achieved what they would hope to achieve in a season in, in their NFL career, right? They've won a Super Bowl with this team. Uh, they're veterans on the team, so it doesn't really make as much of a difference to them to take this season off. And because of that, I feel like this team had a way more opt-outs than the normal, um, like a normal NFL team, and uh, it's hurting. It's hurting that defense a lot. So uh, we'll see how the defense is. I still think it will be an above-average defense, but the the fact that like it all depends on the secondary now is going to make it a lot tougher. Uh, but never count out Bill Belichick. Yeah, in the exactly. But still, but still, yeah, that's a lot of talent to replace. It's a lot Dante of Hightower. Talent. Dante yeah. Hightower has been kind of the centerpiece. Not yeah, really the most talented player ever, he's, but yeah, he's the man yeah. in the in the. He's the man there, there out of Alabama. So specific role for the straight from for Nick Saban to Bill yeah. Belichick, right? That's 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 the dream for a defensive player. So yeah. I, I that's the kind of the reason why I didn't have them winning the division. Uh, they were really good because of their defense. And their defense definitely took a step back, so yeah. uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be real tough. Um, they also uh, any notable offensive weapons? So yeah, I was gonna before we go to the offense. No, let's go to the offense. Yeah. Um, so the offense is obviously you talked about Cam Newton. I think he will be very good. Um, I was very hesitant at first when they signed him. I was thinking uh because last time i saw him play it was it was ugly he he was on yeah. my fantasy team and it was a very very poor showing was it week one it was week one <laughs> i guess it was, I remember it was that. so gross um yeah. so i was like yeah like it's a cool name to sign cam newton and all but like is he really gonna help um but i he people are saying he's healthy i've been watching some of the hype videos i'm starting to buy the hype is I he think in the best shape of his life though <laughs> best shape of his life best hair of his life oh God. uh yeah, I, I think it'll be fun to see what Belichick does with him or and, and how he does on this team. Uh, they still have Stidham. Jared Stidham was the backup. Um, and they are still saying, they're not going to obviously say that Cam is the guy right away. Um, I'm actually, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam didn't start week one. Uh, I would be extremely shocked. I, I, I wouldn't be stunned. I, would I, be I think stunned. I still think Cam stunned. wins. Wins out, obviously, and he's going to start... Uh, for the majority of the season, but I wouldn't be stunned if Stidham makes. I saw sense. Stidham do like one thing last year, and that was throw the only pick six <laughs> against <laughs> for Jamal Adams. Yeah, I mean it was ugly too. Yeah, he I haven't seen much from him really, but they. I think the 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 fact that he sat behind Brady for a year at least, and he was given the um, I know in terms of like. The, the the reps and the offseason practices and reps he was given a, a few of first team reps um i feel like they i feel like he might have a, a good hold in terms of what the offense is, is about so i wouldn't be surprised in seeing him start a couple games uh but so in terms of other you, offensive weapons like, sorry oh, what? sorry how do you like cam's fit inside the belichick system or the McDaniel system. McDaniel system. Or the, yeah. yeah, I guess the McDaniel and I, system. I have no idea because that entire system was molded for Brady, right? The whole it was created with the whole slot receiver and Julian Edelman. Yeah. So do um, you think Cam can somewhat fill that Brady role? Like do exactly what he was doing? Like uh I, well I, I'm not I d I don't know specifically like exactly what he did, but like safe safe checkdowns. Uh you have that slot receiver always like do you think um, Tom Brady, or sorry, Cam Newton can be as nearly as successful as Tom Brady was. I think the whole thing about Brady's success in that offense was like how how well like he knew 
every person's role and how just how he was the integral cog in the machine. We were talking about a cog in the machine, right? He's like the main mm-hmm. cog. Yeah. Um, it's going to be super tough for Cam to have that kind of knowledge of the system, especially this quickly, uh, yeah. especially with a weird off season like this. But I think that he can still succeed. Uh, I think I don't think McDaniel's is going to make him fit into that system. I think they're going to scheme around Cam once he gets in. Uh, and and Cam brings in an, an entirely new entirely new dimension with not, his running not game. Not a baby giraffe. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. like he's injured, that's fine. Anything is a plus. Yeah. If you can roll out, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're if you can if you can run a bootleg, then you're more mobile than Brady. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what I, I feel like. McDaniel's he has to recognize that he's not going to try to squeeze this square shaped Cam into the circular peg into of, a Brady shaped uh, hole. Yeah, the Brady shaped <laughs> hole, right? I think. <laughs> I think it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I think uh, Edelman is going to have another very very good year, and I think people are just going to forget about him in terms of fantasy, in terms of just wide receivers, uh, successful wide receivers this year. I think he's going to be very important. Uh, I, I'm more the, interested in Inkill Harry. Yeah, yeah Nikhil you... Harry. Uh, he didn't play very much last year. Uh, it was tough goings. I think this of Sanu. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, still have yeah. Sanu. Sanu's actually the one in all the hype videos with, with Cam. Oh, yeah, right, NFC right, South right. buddies. Yeah, they're they're boys from the NFC South. So I think Sanu will play a moderate role, kind of like I, I think he'll be fine. I think the main target is still going to be Edelman. And uh, I think Nikhil Harry, if he can take a step forward, will be huge. Because, I mean, he was a first-round wide receiver. Yeah. But I haven't seen, like, we didn't get to see much of him last year. So I'm just hoping for the best. Who do you think throws more passes, Julian Edelman, Mohamed Sanu, or Jared Stidham? <laughs> that is an excellent question. Uh, I have I, jewels. I, I got jewels, man. I, I, I gotta jewels. be honest. <laughs> I think. I think if anyone's gonna be it, it's gonna be Sanu between Edelman and Sanu. I still think Stidham's gonna throw some some passes, but I think Sanu. Sanu's got that perfect passer rating, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. But Jules got the familiarity. Just got the familiarity with the system. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah, I mean, the record? offense is whatever. I think the record will be... I'm optimistically hoping for 10-6. and six. Yeah, I, think... I got him at 8-8, eight and eight, honestly. Yeah, I think realistically it's going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. But I think 10-6 and six is very possible. I think, they can... yeah. I think they can beat the, the Bills in like some sort of tiebreaker. Uh, and they'll end up winning the division off a tiebreaker. And they and they also like have the benefit of playing the Jets and Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Twice, and twice they years. have Belichick, dude. That's the thing, right? Like you. Yeah, if, it's like a, team... uh, it's almost like a Greg Popovich kind of situation. I, I was I was just about to bring that up. If we're talking this, uh, parallels to basketball, this is literally the Spurs, and they're gonna end the dynasty in the same year, bro. Oh. The playoff streak. It's gonna yeah. happen, bro. I feel like if any other team was decimated the way the Pats were, especially in terms of the defense, like everyone's just done with them, right? There's like you lost your franchise goat, you lost pretty much everybody on your defense. But like it's Belichick, like you still have to respect the fact that Belichick's gonna make something happen, and he got the pieces to at least hobble together a potential playoff team. I think yeah. it can definitely. I, I think him being there single handedly gives him like. At least two or three more wins. Yeah, I yeah. personally am scared for the Niners to play Belichick because uh, the last time a juggernaut offense played uh, Belichick in Sean McVay in the Super Bowl, they kind of mm. got shut down they for the rest of the down. year. So I'm hoping Kyle Shanahan pulls out absolutely no stops 
and just plays a vanilla ass <laughs> offense, takes the L and moves on. Uh, I do not want him to expose us. Yeah, they got a tough schedule too because I think the AFC East is playing the NFC West this year, right? Yes, so that is true. We know the NFC West is super strong, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, yeah, I personally, I think they're gonna take the division. Um, no love be- for Devin Singletary. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Okay, yeah, Devin Singletary is the best running back in that division, but that doesn't mean, like, I can't go. <laughs> he's absolutely nothing in this what division. Matt Breida? You said Matt Breida was the <laughs> okay, key to the look, Niners' success. You can't bet against Biljak based on what he's done in his career. And considering the fact that this team went 12-4 and after how bad that offense was last year, um, that gives them, it gives a good sense of that they can still do well. Right, but um, their, like, defense is But their defense is gone. Yeah, um, Brady okay, is gone. In terms of their right, defense... Right. In terms of their defense, uh, in the draft this year, they drafted a safety <laughs> with their first pick. Oh my pick. god, yeah. Let me tell you about uh, the most yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Belichick okay, so kick in the world. Man. Safety with their first pick, um, outside linebacker with their second pick, outside linebacker with their third pick. So, And the thing about Bel- Belichick is that he doesn't rebuild. He always just reloads. So but That's because he's always had someone to reload around. In yeah, Madden. I think he, he, never, can, like, he had that constant. The way that's as long as you have some players that are playmakers, like such as the Stefan Gilmore and um, Jackson, right? I yeah. think the other guys can just follow in, and they always. It's just the concept of do your job. I think the the Bill Belichick system always works that way, and I think it will continue to work that way, even if the team isn't as talented. One monumental loss that I think might be even bigger than everything on the defense is the retiring of the offensive line coach in Dante Scarnecchia. Really? Yeah, he retired, and dude, he was so good. Like it's it's the the difference when he is coaching the team versus not is it's palpable. How did they know? And, like, was he like taking a break, or did he move to another team? Like, how did they? So get that he on he off? retired. So he retired. Um. I think it was two seasons ago and then he came back or three seasons ago and then he came back uh, after a season off and the the couple seasons that he was not with the team the offensive line struggled so much was that the and, Eagles Super Bowl I yeah Eagles so, Super right? Bowl yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then the okay. moment he came back it was just right there uh, I think having a mobile quarterback in cam will uh, alleviate that loss a little more but I think he's huge uh, it's something that something to look out for because it's it's tough offensive line is super important yeah i'm just excited to see belichick do some crazy shit again like yeah uh, anything yeah. Yeah, just i want to see I, I just excited to see belichick sans brady yes it'll be brady fun. sans belichick this will be fun for football fans this season yep and this division will actually be competitive again right so i guess there's another competitive competitive division. with one team with two yes. yeah, it's, a, it's a two hey, team race two is, gre- another two team. is greater yeah. than one yeah so. two is greater than one this is true this is true yeah these are facts and this right. also like brings in the question of how much of that Super Bowl rings came from Brady and how many came from Belichick. I mean, I'd say it's about four point four to three point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's such a that's such a conversation for like talking heads to have. Yeah, Ishis, uh, you can be Stephen A. Yeah, okay. it's blasphemous. <laughs> Bonafide scrub. <laughs> Bonafide scrub. All right. Uh, any any final words on on the Pats? Anyone in this division? Um, so Prometh, you have Prometh and, and uh, Ishus, you both have the Patriots being first. Yeah, in the it's division. like my civic duty to have them winning this division. That's fine. Yeah, That's you're allowed yeah. to have that. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to side on Rohit's um, point of view. I think the 
Bills have added uh, enough talent to surround Josh Allen, and I expect him to make a significant leap this year. I don't year know about again. significant leap. I just think or like anything a, would be a great. leap. Yeah, yes. anything would be a step forward. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I look for that team to hover around eleven or twelve wins. So I have the Bills being first in that division. All right, nope, that's these are fair. I think we all have uh, Dolphins third and uh, Jets fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I think the two. I thought that two would be the latest starter. So you never know; they could still be ass. No, but I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not like terrible. Like, I mean, he'll still do better than Sam Donald, like with what he has. You never know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that three-four spot. Believe if it's magic, bro. I think that's a toss-up for that three-four spot. But yeah, I think we all agree there's going to be a close race between the Bills and Patriots, and yeah. a close race between the Jets and the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> for the close last race place. all around, man. This division's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Taking at the bottom, ends. playoffs at the top. Top. Yeah. Yep. This is all you can ask for. <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be talking more about the AFC South, last division in the AFC, and we'll move on to the I think more interesting conference in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, after that, so stay tuned for that. If you want to see how you can support the podcast, check the link in Spotify, and we'll catch you in the next one. See ya.